0: Hey guys, welcome to A Positive Place. Thank you so much for coming back to listen. We are now at episode 13. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy to me. The year is flying by. I want to give a shout out to everyone still working on a positive movement. I'm doing the same. Guys, I made a bomb ass honey teriyaki jerk salmon yesterday, child, with some baked potato and salad. The shit was busting. So, you know, a positive movement has been doing great things for me so far. You know that we are a quarter into the first month of a positive movement, but we're going all the way to the end of the year. So stay motivated. As you know, today is Father's Day. It is also Juneteenth. It's finally a paid holiday at my job. I hope you're getting paid if you're working today. I am. (laughs) Time and a half. Ah! okay so um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode about fathers zaddies and daddies and i really want to give a shout out to all the great fathers i know pete brandon chris let me see if i left anyone out eddie jerry Mm. any other fathers i know that are great it's so few of them it's sad (laughs) but those are the ones i can remember right now big up on herself the best fathers i know any woman would be lucky to have you guys in their lives as a partner And any child would be blessed to have you as their father. You guys are wonderful men. You deserve everything and more today and every day, okay? I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. I do want to give a warning, though, that some of the content in this episode might be triggering for some people who might be suffering from daddy issues or having a very difficult time getting through today because of past memories. So I do want to make sure that I let you know that. Just in case you are already struggling today, you might not want to listen to this episode. I don't want anything to trigger you and take you over the hill. So definitely reach out for support if you're struggling through today. Spend some time praying. Make sure you are intentional about what you're watching and listening to. If today is a difficult day for you, you might want to log off of social media for the day. There's nothing wrong with that. Invest some time in doing what makes you happy. If you're working today and it's just too much, you might want to request today off. Um, Fuck what the people got to say. You got to do what's best for you and your mental health. So I just want to let you know that. Um, In case you are having a difficult day that you need to empower yourself by knowing that you have to do what is best for you in this moment. And if you are struggling through the day and you need the day off, you need to go to the beach, you need to clear your mind, you need to be around friends and family, then by all means, do that, okay? But if you're on the other side of that where today might just be a little hard for you, but it's not that serious, or you're making it through, then you may enjoy this episode. I hope that you do. I hope that it encourages you and gives you some peace and comfort knowing that you are not the only one out there if you have daddy issues or you are experiencing a difficult time right now or had a difficult time with your father. All right. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy today. It's Juneteenth. T. We getting paid. <laughs> I'm happy about that, even though I feel like it's still bullshit, but I'm happy about it. Okay, I'm happy that we're getting paid for this holiday. It's a little bit of progress coming out here, so we're going to stick to the positives. I'm, gr- I'm happy and grateful, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning into A Positive Place, and let's get right into it. Hey guys, welcome to A Positive Place. If you are a new listener, welcome to the family. Hope you choose to stay with us. If you are family, welcome back. I hope you are having a great day. It is Sunday, the 19th of June, 2022. And it is a special day to many people for different reasons. As we know, today is Father's Day. Shout out to all the good fathers out there, those who are standing in the paint with their wives or their girlfriends or those who are just doing the work on their own or the ones who are not with their wives or girlfriends and are partnering in raising their children and creating a healthy environment and putting their children first. You deserve all the love and respect today and every day, okay? That's why I really, I don't know, holidays are weird to me. But but I hope that the people in your life are celebrating you on more days than just this one. If you are manning up to your responsibilities, because that's not something we see often, especially in the Black community, It's too common that a lot of us don't have a relationship with our fathers or our fathers aren't present or our fathers are lost to the system or our fathers have passed away, which is out of our control. But it's just the fact that there hasn't been a two family household in your family structure. Um, And that that's commonplace for a lot of us is a very sad thing. So we just want to celebrate the ones who are doing what needs to be done. The men who are being fathers to children that aren't even theirs. Um, The uncles who are like fathers to their nieces and nephews. The cousins who are like fathers to their nieces and nephews and cousins. Um, And I want to shout out my cousin. He's actually my second cousin. He's my mom's cousin. Chris, he is such a great father from what I can see, from what I know. You know what I mean? He thinks about his children. He's constantly talking about them. He makes sure that he does what he needs to do to provide for them and to provide them stability. He leads them by example because he's such an outstanding man. Okay? And... He just warms my heart. Like, you know, He even though he's my mom's cousin, I, I didn't have that close of a relationship with him growing up. I really, I think I probably met him like once or twice because he lives in Jamaica. And I never really went to that side of Jamaica where he lives, like up the hill on that side in Kingston. So I'm usually like in Portmore, or when I was really young, I went to Vineyard Town, which is also in the Kingston area. But I never went up to Constitution Hill up on that side. So I really didn't know him that well. I knew of him. And I knew his brother, Eddie, because Eddie lives in the United States, so... um. I I've known Eddie my whole life. Like he's been to my birthday parties. He was at my sweet 16. Like whenever when he got married, not this time, but the time before. <laughs> um you know, he would invite me to his events that they have because his wife and my mom were really cool. And I knew his stepchildren and his children, so You know, we had like a a nice family structure. We spent time with each other. But my cousin, Chris, I didn't meet him until, I want to say, last year? Was it? Last year went my so fast, y'all. I don't even remember what the foot. (laughs) Let me think. Mm, Last year, 2021. Yeah, it was last year. I met him last year because... My great, let me get this right. So it's my great-grandmother, my great-grandmother's brother, or is, no, my great-grandmother's son, right? So what is that? (laughs) Okay, hold on. So it's my mom's, what was he to my mom? Okay, he was my mom's uncle. Yes? Yes. So my grand-uncle, boom, period, okay? My grand-uncle um, passed away, and I think he was one of the last elders. Yeah, he was. No, I don't think he... Yeah, he's one of the last elders. There's, there's some more, like, on the, I think on the grand-uncle scale, but I think the other one died shortly after him from COVID. So I don't know, child, I'm confused. It's a bunch of them. All right. Like there's a bunch of people in my family, but I know he was one of the last, I believe, um, of my, the last living child, one of the last living children of my great grandmother. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't know child, but he was one of the most important elders. One of the very important elders in our family and I did not get to meet him. And I used to hear so many stories about him, Brother Clive. I used to hear so many stories about him, and from what I've heard, he seems very similar to me. So I would have loved to have met him, but I didn't. Right before he passed away, my family went to Jamaica to celebrate um, the nuptials of one of my mom's cousins um and i could not go because it was mid covid um i had just gotten my new job teaching at a different school and i really didn't want to put the children at risk i didn't want to put myself at risk because i was working so much at that time i had two full time 40 hour a week jobs so i was working 80 hours a week plus my businesses and tutoring. So I knew like my defenses in terms of my body being able to protect itself wasn't up to par. Like there's no way when I wasn't even barely getting any sleep, I barely had time to eat. Like there's no way. Okay. And I was doing all of that just to save and make sure I had enough money for what I was about to do next and praise God. Thank God the Lord brought me through that and gave me the strength to get through that and allowed me the, um, perseverance I needed to withstand the long suffering that I needed to during that time to get my coins because baby, they came in handy. I'm just trying to tell you, they came in handy. I needed them, (laughs) okay? But, um... Yeah, it was it was around that time and I just could not go. I remember them calling me like on a three-way call, like Sasha, why aren't you coming? And I had to explain to them I was like I really want to go, but I cannot jeopardize my job. I cannot jeopardize my own health. I really don't want to get these children sick. Like, you know, I was just like I just can't. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot go. I don't even have the time off to request really. So I would really be, I think it would be like, I would be going down for like two days or something like that. And it would, it would throw me right back into my work schedule as soon as I got back. And I was just like, listen, mm -mm, mm, I can't, I can't, I just can't. And they understood. Um, But I really wanted to go. And uh, it was right after that he he passed away because my mom, I remember my mom saying, Oh, I wish you could have met him. You have to come back um, for, like, I think, was it, I don't know, some other, something else was coming up. And she was like, we have to go back down because you have to meet him. You have to meet him. And sadly, he passed away a few months later and I went for the funeral. And that's the second time that shit has happened to me. But this time it really hurt me because... I was just like, damn. Damn. I don't know why, but in my heart, I really wanted to meet him. And I was like, damn, man. I didn't get to meet this man because of work. <laughs> because of work. And I was just like, this cannot be it. This, this cannot be my life. This will not be my life. I will not do this shit again. Because it happened to me. Um, in the past as well, where I chose work over going to visit someone and they passed away. You know what I mean? And it's just a, it's just a weird feeling because you know, like, all right, I have my responsibilities, but it's like, how many times are you going to let your responsibilities trump your experiences that you need to be having with people who you might not ever see again? And it really woke me up to some of my habits because I can be a workaholic, Um, because I'm so goal-oriented, I will work my ass off to make sure that that goal happens. Because it's just between me and me. It ain't about anyone else seeing what I've done or anything. It's just me knowing that I set this goal, I need to make it happen. (laughs) So I I would work my ass off. But ever since that happened, it allowed me to um, recognize that I needed to make time for breaks. I needed to... um, ask for time off when it's necessary. Um, and I need to make time for my family, especially because I don't even be turning up like that. Like I don't really go out like that. Like that's not really my life. So when, when the time calls for me to get together with people who love me then, and who I love, I, then I need to make space for it. You know what I mean? But anyway, unfortunately he passed away and we went for the funeral, and when we went for the funeral it just kind of i don't let me tell y'all how god is so great so I, this is just the great uh, the a great note to start off the podcast on because my heavenly father is the only father i've ever had you understand me since i was 8 like i i i know my father was in my life prior to me turning 8 but i barely remember those times okay and the memories that i do have aren't that great I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. So, um, after eight, psh, Daddy, who God has been my father, and you know, I know for some people it's like, oh, I didn't have my father. You know what I mean? And not to not to make light of how other people experience the loss of not having their father present in their life, but for for me, I don't know. I feel like. Shit. I feel like he did me a favor. (laughs) Okay. I feel like he did me a favor because I don't feel like he was a great father figure. And the fact that he wasn't there made me search for a father and God is who I went to. God is who I went to. And that has been the best Father daughter relationship I I could ever dream of. You understand what I'm saying? So back to let me tell you how great my father is. <laughs> all right, um, it's so crazy because prior to all of that happening, before um, my grand uncle passing away, um, I was praying. Like you know, I'm a big believer in manifestation. But I also believe in manifestations with God's will. I don't want to manifest anything I think is great for me. If God doesn't feel that it's great for me. And I've done that in the past. I've manifested men in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I sure did manifest me two football players. I ain't even gonna lie to you. (laughs) I did. And they weren't shit. I'm trying to tell you. So after that, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to manifest. And then at the end of my manifestation, which is basically just me saying things out loud, writing it down, thinking of things, I'm going to always refer to if it's God's will. I think we talked about this a little bit before. So um, during that time, I was manifesting family because i think that's around the time i first started recording this this podcast and this this session of the podcast cuz y'all know i made several attempts before in the past and i deleted all them shit's okay like hundreds of recordings i even had some that i did at work and i was interviewing people from work and it was so cute but that phone got that phone got damaged but there were other ones where I've done up to like 40 episodes more than twice and deleted them. So this time around was the time when I was manifesting family because I was feeling so alone. I was just feeling like so disconnected from everything and everyone. Even though I know that I have my mom my sister, my friends. I still felt like completely separated, you know? So it made me focus on what it was that was most important to me. And family was at the top of that list. And I didn't know how it was going to happen because I, my family's really big and they don't fuck with each other. All right. Like they're, they fuck with each other in small groups, Like this group fucks with each other, this group, this group might come with this group if there's a death, (laughs) this group might come with this group if there's a marriage, but they're like little pockets of families within the family that don't fuck with each other at all. And some that do, you know what I mean? Like I have a whole bunch of cousins. I don't even know them. I would see them on the street. Don't know who the hell that is. Okay. But, um, so I, I wasn't really sure how that would come about. Even on my dad's side, I don't even know how they really function over there because I don't fuck with I don't I don't have no relationship with them like that. Except for um, one of my little cousins, Chevon. That's my nigga right there. We link up on Snap <laughs> whenever we can. We text each other, we support each other, shit like that. And we need to make time to see each other. And we've been trying to do that, but our schedules are kind of like, you know, usually off. So, But I believe that it will happen in due time. And then I have two other cousins that I talk to sparingly. But other than that, on my dad's side, I don't know them people. And it's so crazy, y'all, that my father's mother told my one of my cousins to tell me to call her and gave me... And gave my cousin her number to give to me um, to car. And I was just like, all right, grandma, you tripping. Because I, I haven't spoken to this lady since I was eight, as well, like around that age. I don't, what? Call you. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's been 25 years. What are you talking about? I don't know. Y'all can tell me how y'all feel about that one if you think I should call granny, but I ain't fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel like some things you just got to let die off where it's at. You feel me? Like, come on. 25 years? A quarter century, ma'am? Come on. God bless your heart, but I don't know. I don't know about that. But anyway, the point is, I was praying for family. I was writing it down. I was saying like, you know, because I've never been the type to really want to connect with friends like that. Friends were like an afterthought for me growing up because I was so close to some of my cousins when I was little. And I have so many cousins, you know. So when I was younger, I feel like the bonds were a little bit stronger within my family And so I spent a lot of time with my cousins. So I really did not care for friends. I was just like, nigga, what? What friend? I got a bunch of cousins. (laughs) What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I got a bunch of cousins. Ain't nobody trying to fuck with y'all. And that's probably what made people wanted to be my friend even more because I really did not care about friendship. Like I was just out here with my cousins. I'm going with my cousins. I'm going over my cousin's house. I'm chilling with my cousins. We going out of town with my cousins. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to Jamaica to visit my cousins. So My best friend was my cousin. Like I have a cousin who looks just like me. And that was my best friend. I was not trying to, you get what I'm saying? So anyway, but as we got older, you know, rifts happen in the family and cousins don't see each other that much anymore and shit like that. So I was just praying for the restoration of that because I remember feeling so good about that. I remember feeling, I don't know, it's a, it's a feeling I can't really explain because I don't know. I just felt safe in those relationships when it was my family. And I know that's not the truth for a lot of people. Some people have a lot of hating ass cousins and I do too. I got a few. I can name them offhand, but I ain't going to do that. You know what I mean? But, you know, I don't care about those. I care about the ones that I care about. <laughs> so anyway... Um, that was a part of my prayer amongst many other things. Right. And then the situation happened with my grand uncle where he passed away. So I ended up going to Jamaica where he lived in Constitution Hill and that's where they had the repast and shit like that. So, um, going there, I met a bunch of cousins I did not know. <laughs> and I met some that I knew of that I didn't, um, ever meet in person. And Chris was one of them. He's my second cousin. Um, but he, he has such a young spirit and they're not old. You know what I'm saying? My mom is, is pretty young. She's a, she had me young. She had me at 22. So that just gives you a little space of time between their generation and mine. They're not that They're not that much older than me. So anyway, child, it was a beautiful thing. And I met this man and he was so sweet to me from the get. He gave me straight daddy vibes, period. He even said, like, we were talking about um, me dating and like, and we were talking about it with his wife, me dating and stuff like that and marriage and shit like that. And he was like, you know, I'm going to walk you down the aisle. And I was thinking it. (laughs) It's so crazy because I was thinking it. I was like, I would love if I had someone like him, like he should walk me down the aisle. You know, it was like a quick thought. And then he said it. I was like, yo, yo, listen, you just gave me goosebumps, bruh. Like (laughs) goosebumps all over me because I was literally just thinking the same thing. And he said it and I don't know. It's we've always just had a great relationship since then. You know, he doesn't try to force himself on me by like constantly hitting me up. I think we're kind of similar in that way. Where well, I ain't trying to be on the phone all day. I you know what I'm saying? But he'll check in on me. He always asks for me stuff like that, and he'll call me from time to time. Or whatever. but And whenever I see him in person, it's all love. You get what I'm saying? All love, all support, that protective type of love. That's him. So I just want to shout Chris out today, Daddy C. Dad! I mean, that's what I'm doing whenever I see him. i be like, Dad! <laughs> so I just want to shout him out and big him up because he is a great father. Okay? He's the epitome. Of fatherhood to me. Okay. But um, the closest thing I've seen in real life. (laughs) Because these other niggas. Oh, and also my sister's boyfriend slash fiance. He is a great father. When I say self-sacrificial type of love. When I say going above and beyond for children that aren't even his. Because... My, my sister has four kids. The last one is his, but the other three came from her previous marriage. And <clears throat> this man, you would think that those are his kids, the way how he bends over backwards for those children. And that's why sometimes when they have a little, you know, because in relationships, you have your little arguments and shit and they be calling me, I'm like, you know, or she calls me. I'm like, girl, you know, I ain't going to really take your side because this nigga is like a nigga. <laughs> You know, like even if he does something slight, I'm like, girl, what? That's nothing. (laughs) That's nothing. This is a good man. So I want to shout him out too, because he is a wonderful father to his children. I can't even say his stepchildren or anything because the man treats the children like they are his and you don't find that often. You know what I mean? Shout out to them. And all the other good fathers, okay? But it's so crazy that when I went to Jamaica around that time, I created these bonds. Like these, I didn't even create them. These bonds ended up happening where I got so close to um, a, a few of my cousins. And it just has warmed my heart. It really rekindled some relationships that... I've had with some of my other cousins and aunts and um, stuff like that. So I just feel so really blessed and happy that the Lord has done that for me. Um, I'm praying that everyone gets that type of support. And I want to remind you that that's not something that's beyond reach. Like if you are looking for that and you're wanting that, Um, Don't be afraid to ask for it. Don't be afraid to write it down and pray on it because it will be yours in one way or another. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, let's jump further into the episode because this episode is talking about our father, which is God, fathers, the good ones, and (laughs) zaddies, the sexy ones. So anyway, guys, um, so we talked about our father, which is my, my father, God. Um, And I have a story that is probably similar to a lot of people in one way or another. My father and my mother got divorced around the time I was like, I want to say between seven, six, it was seven and eight. And I went to go live in Jamaica for a year while my mom was going through that process. And that's when I was living in Vineyard Town and I attended Mavisville Prep. And I stayed with my aunt at that time and her husband and their children in Vineyard Town. So um, I had a, a really great experience in Jamaica growing up when I was little. That year that I spent there was wonderful. Some of the best memories I ever had. But um, it was as a result of, you know, my father kind of separating from me in my life. Because after that, I never had a relationship with him again, really. Like we were never that close. He really was absent after that. I barely saw him like shit like that. My mom had to be fighting with him over child support and shit like that. And, you know, he he was just never the father that I hope to have. You know what I mean? And then when I I really didn't see him much, I got older. My father um, was like, you know, come stay with me. I would rather you come stay with me. I'm like, all right, shit. Is somebody trying to be your daddy? So, you know, I I went there. He lives in Miami at that time. He lived in Miami at that time. So I went to his house and, you know... It wasn't anything other than what I expected, okay. I was in the house. The man did not know anything more about I stayed there for a year. He didn't know anything more about me when I left than when I came okay so he's he does he doesn't know my birthday he doesn't know my favorite color. He doesn't know what I like, what I don't like, like shit like that. He the nigga don't know shit, all right? And I probably would have taken it personally if it was just me, but that's how he treated everybody in that damn house, all right? <laughs> because I was there along with my sister and her mom, and that's just how he was. He was there, but he wasn't there. He wasn't a present father. And... It was just really sad to see, and it really turned me off from him. And at the end, we we severed our relationship completely. And I really have no interest in getting to know him or anything. The man reached out to me like several times. He got my cousins writing me on Facebook. That's why I deactivated my Facebook, because I didn't really like Facebook in the first place. And that was the only place where a lot of my cousins on his side... And um, aunts on his side had access to me, and they were writing me like on my page, trying my old Sasha, your dad trying to reach out to you. Like, if y'all get your ass out of here with this, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? One of my aunties kept doing it. Like, I, I made a post about it, and I was like, if anybody messages me about Ronald, I am going to block you. Do you understand? And then my aunt reached out to me and she was like, Does that include me? I was like, Yes, Auntie, it includes you because I don't want to hear nothing about this man. She was like, You should give him a chance. He's really trying to reach out to you. Fuck that shit, okay? Then, like, years later, Turns out, I, I think he hired, according to my sister, he hired some investigator type shit, whatever, to find me. Ended up finding out my address where I was living at that time in Pembroke Pines. Stopped by and left a card. I think it was like around Christmas time or some shit. Left a card. Oh, this is from your father. I miss you and would like to talk to you. Nigga, you ain't even put no money in the damn card. It's Christmas, bitch. What do you look like? Come on. So I read the card or whatever. He was like, call me. His number's the same. So um, I thought about it, told my mom. My mom was like, well, if you you want, call him. See what he has to say. Boom, boom, boom. It's been some time. Maybe he's changed. So I was like, all right. One day I called him. And it was only because my car broke down, okay? (laughs) And it's so crazy that for the longest, I had car trouble. And my father's a mechanic. Like... (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, come on. It was a constant reminder that this man ain't shit. <laughs> you feel me? But anyway, if I tell you some of the stories, oh my gosh, since it's father's Day, I'm going to tell you. One time when I was young, right? He. This is just to give you the scale of fuckery that I endured with this man. One time I was really young. I was like six, about to turn six, no, 16, and I had my restricts and my mom was letting me drive or whatever. So the man, she told him, she was like, you know, you don't really do much for her. You, the least you can do is get her a car. So for a long time, she just kept pressuring him for months and months and months. And at this time I was doing dual enrollment. So I was in college and high school at the same time. And she was just like, you know, you need to be able to get back and forth. You know, you don't need to be waiting on anyone to come pick you up hours later. You need to be able to go back and forth and just come home and relax and stuff like that. So she kept putting pressure on him. He finally got me a Lexus. It was like, a, I want to say a 2003 Lexus. Mm-hmm. And it was green. It had these little silver rims. The, the radio would light up. It had a sunroof child. You can't tell me shit in that little Lexus, okay? I thought I was the shit, <laughs> okay? And it was fast too, especially because something had to be going on because the speedometer wasn't working. So I would be speeding and that shit would not show nothing. <laughs> and that shit would still be at 20 miles per hour, bitch, when I'm clearly doing 80. All right. But anyway, I didn't care. It played on my CD's. And I was just like, okay, we lit, okay? So I'm there having fun. And then my mom was just like, you need to, you know, I don't know anything about cars, like having a car and stuff. So I didn't know that I needed to do anything else. But she was like, no, that car needs to be registered under your name. You need to have insurance. You need to have a tag. So I'm like, who tag this is on the back? She was like, I don't fucking know. But we need to get that shit off the car before you get pulled over. And they they lock you up for a stolen tag or some shit. So she's reaching out to my father. And she's like, you need to put insurance on the car. And you need to get her car registered for her because um, she's driving it back and forth and that is not her tag. So she kept calling him, kept calling him about it. And, um, one day I remember one week specifically because it had been probably like two weeks or so since I had the car or maybe three. And she was just like, no, you cannot go into the next month with this, how it is. So for one week, she just kept calling him to get the shit done. I ain't gonna tell y'all. I came home that evening because I was hanging out with my friend who lived nearby. I came home, parked my car. Now, keep in mind, this is Pembroke Pines back in 2000. What year was this? I wanna say 05. Okay. This is Pember Pines 2005. Pember Pines 2005 is predominantly white, all right? So, I'm over there. I parked my car. My car is the least luxurious car in the parking lot, okay? These people got Benzes and all types of shit, all right? Ain't nobody worried about my little Lexus, my 2003. I think it wasn't even 2003 because it wasn't that close to the year we were in. It had to be like a 2000, Okay. Ain't nobody worrying about my little 2000 year 2000 Lexus. All right. So I park my car, lock it, go upstairs, do what I got to do, go to sleep. I wake up the next morning because I have an exam, not, not just for my high school class. I have an exam for one of my college classes, anatomy and physiology. So I wake up, I leave, I got up early because I'm like, I want to get there on time. I want to look over my notes. I don't want to be nervous. I just want to sit down and vibe. I go downstairs, y'all. <laughs> Ain't no car down there. <laughs> I go down there, my car is not there. My car is not there. Where is my car? So I'm literally in the parking lot spinning around. Like, hold on, wait, the, wait, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> i'm like hold on i know i parked my car right here by the light pole because i remember when i turned around and locked it the light was shining in my eyes so i was like i know i parked it right here by the light pole my car is not there yeah guys so no car the car is missing someone stole my car so i called my mom and i'm like ma I think I was probably crying at this time because I know I have my exam. It's an important exam. Anatomy and ph- um, physiology was not easy for me. So I was just like, I don't want to fuck up this exam because I think this was the one test that I thought like I could get an A on this and keep my average up because the other test child, it was, it was, it was horrific. <laughs> so I'm like, mom, somebody do my card. Somebody stole my car. So my mom is the wrong person to call hysterical because she's not gonna calm you down. She's gonna get more hysterical than you are. So she's like, Where are you mean somebody take your car? Where I mean. I was like, mommy, I'm down in the parking lot. I know where I parked my car. My car is not here. Granted, she's on her way to work now. Okay. She's probably close to work because she left maybe I wanna say almost an hour before me. So She's like, she calms down and she says it in this very calm, sure voice. She's like, she's like, I, your father. I was like, what? She's like, your father stole your car, mommy. Because that's what she calls me, mommy. I'm like, no, ma. Nah, nah come on. You, you, that's a stretch. She was like. I your fada father. Your father, because I was pressuring him to put insurance on your car and to get the little things fixed. Like I was telling her how the brake pedal, um how the gas pedal is so easy for me to step on. Like it's nothing, like there's no friction there. One little tap and the shit is to the floor. So, and I was telling her about the speedometer and everything. She was like, it's him. He didn't want to do the tag. He didn't want to get you on the insurance. He didn't want to do all of that. So he stole back your car. I was like, okay, ma. (laughs) I really didn't believe her because I knew that he had some fucked up ways, but I was just like, no, that would be so low. She was like, call the police. and make a report. I was like, all right. And she was like, I was telling her, but I have an exam today. Boom, boom, boom. She's like, okay, I'm going to come back and pick you up and take you to school. And she was like, call your father. I was like, all right, boom. So I call the police. The police come. I call my father. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. (laughs) Okay. No answer left messages and all. No answer, all right? By the time my mom gets there, um, the police were there or whatever. They took the they made the report, etc., and even the police were like this is strange because you explain the type of car that you have and then the area that you live in, it just doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. I told you I've been living in luxury apartments forever. And especially in that time, it was nothing but white people, rich white people in our apartment complex. Do you understand? Ain't nobody over there stealing my car. (laughs) You feel me? Ain't nobody in that area stealing my car. All right? And I know people can come up from other areas and come steal your car in good areas and shit like that. That happens all the time. But that shit was not happening in Pembroke at that time where I was living because the street that I was living on was dark as fuck. People was dying over there. They didn't even have no street lights because it was kind of country still. Like there was a bunch of um grass, a whole bunch of cows everywhere. As soon as you got off the turnpike, all you smelled was shit. Because that's just how the area was. It was nothing but cows and land and a few apartments in like little areas, little areas sparingly. You know what I mean? And a few houses and stuff. There was barely any streetlights on Red Road and Flamingo. There was no streetlights right there. People was dying like every other day because they didn't know where they were going. And there was like an intersection and nobody was stopping at that stop sign because it was pitch black at night and boom, accident. It happened every other day, I'm trying to tell you. So... Anyway, child, um, I knew, I I knew, I knew in my heart after even the police said it, I was like, I know for a fact this nigga did not just steal my damn car. (laughs) Like, I was just like, I was holding on to it. Like, there's no way this man, who steals a car from their child? I don't understand. (laughs) That's giving me crackhead vibes. I just don't get it. Anyway. So when my mom's, dro- my mom's dropping me to school and she's like, you know, don't be disappointed. It's OK. Um, I'm getting a new car because she was saving up her money. And she was like, I'm getting a new car and I'll give it to you when you graduate. Just don't go to Tallahassee because I was about to go to FSU for college. And she was like, don't go to Tallahassee. You don't have to go to FSU. You're just trying to be a nurse. You could just stay right here at home and be a nurse. You don't got to go all the way out there. And I should have never listened to that lady. I really should. I really should have taken my ass to Tallahassee because there's one thing I regret not having the real college experience. I had like the at home college experience, which is not the same because you live down the street, you know, everything in the area, like what the fuck. But when you go off to a whole different place, and you meet all these new people and like you just have that campus life. I never lived on campus. I, li- I lived off campus because I went to school in the same area that I lived. So what the fuck I'm living on campus for. So I really regret not having that experience. But anyway, I listened to the lady because I'm germophobic and I was just like, I can't see myself sharing rooms with nobody. I can't see myself sharing no shower with nobody. Like ill, 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 no toilet, ill, 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 ill. So I was like, all right, cool. And I got to get a Benz. I was like, all right, I'm going to stay. I ain't never get that Benz, though. I bought it for myself, though. Ow. And I paid it off cash. Ow. <laughs> but that's not what this is about. Anyway, so yeah, um, she's like, you know, I'm going to get you a car. Don't worry about it. Boom. I'm like, all right. That made me feel better. I was like, I'm going to get a Benz. Shit. So I go to school, fuck up the test in a good way. I got a good grade. I got like an A minus and shit. And um, I come home now. My mom mom comes home a little later and we're talking about it. And she's like, mommy, he stole your car. I know you don't want to believe it, but I'm not going to say it no more. I'm going to wait till you figure it out on your own. So anyway, months go by now. And she's like, okay, she calls him and she's like, You're going to have to take her to school because when she has her classes, I'm working. Her schedule is completely off from mine. So you're going to have to take her to school and pick her up because it's your fault that there wasn't even no insurance on the car so she could get a new one. So you have to take on the responsibility of taking her back and forth to school. He was like, all right. So he's taking me back and forth to school for a few months. Like It's been like, I want to say a good two, three months. All right. My father, like I told y'all, is a mechanic. He owns his own shop. And beside his shop are a few garages where other people can put their shop or other things and shit like that. You can run out the garages and stuff. So at that time, I had my little boyfriend and I'm at the shop. I would go to his shop with him after school because he would pick me up and I would wait there for my mom to come pick me up from his shop. So I was there or whatever. And I've always, I'm always like an outdoorsy person. So I didn't want to stay in the shop. So I'm on the phone with my boyfriend walking up and down the street. Okay. Just talking to my boyfriend, laughing and shit. And I'm walking and walking And I'm looking to the left where the little garages are. And I see like one of the garage doors, it's lifted, like not even halfway. I want to say quarter of the way up. And I see a car and I'm talking to my boyfriend and I noticed the car first, but, you know, I'm not really paying too much attention to it. So as I double back, because I told you I'm walking back and forth. So as i double back and I'm coming back around again, I look again and I'm like, those rims look like my rims on oh my car. <laughs> Granted, let me tell you, let me set this up for y'all. This is my dad's shop and the garage is right next to my father's shop. Okay? All right. So I'm like, those look like my rims. And he's on the phone and he's like, nah. I'm like, those rims look like my rims. Okay? Okay but there are people in the shop. There are people like there's two guys in the garage with the car cuz I hear them moving around and shit. So, I'm coming back. You know, cuz I'm, you know, I'm a reader. So this is like true crime to me. Like <laughs> Nancy Drew type vibes, you feel me? So I'm like, "Hold on, bitch." Cause I'm about to crack a case. <laughs> so I go back around acting like I'm on the phone. But this time I just bend over like I'm about to tie my shoelaces and I look, I see the two guys in there taking the car apart and I see this, I see the side of the, first of all, I see the green paint cause my Lexus was green. And then I see on my gas tank, the cover for the gas tank that Um, It had like a white strip across it. My Lexus had a white strip across it, bitch. I'm like, is that my motherfucking car? So, you know, immediately I'm like, babe, I think that's my car. He was like, Man, tell me that's not your fucking car. I'm like, that's my car. That's my car. So now I'm getting mad. Now I don't really give a fuck. I ain't trying to sneak no more. I walk right up to the shit and I look right under there and I'm like, that's my fucking car. So now I'm upset and I go to my, no, I call my mom and I'm like, mom, I need you to come pick me up. I'm so pissed. (laughs) And she's like, what's going on? I'm like, mommy, do you know? I'm walking up and down the street talking to, Mm-mm, okay. And I see this car that looks like my car. I bend over. I look, it's my car. She's like, how you know it's your car? I was like, mom, the rims, the color, everything, even the little white line I had across my, um, my gas tank. That is my car in there. She was like, and where is it? I was like, it's beside the, um, my dad's shop. She was like, me never tell you, say your father thief the car. She was like, what what's, "What? what's going on in there? I was like, there's two guys in there tearing the car apart. She said, yeah, because the car is stolen. Him thief the car. You report the car. So no, they might rip out the pot, them. for so sell the car piece, them. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I literally... I could not. I was so upset. So you know, I storm up to the shop. I walked to, into the shop and I'm like, you stole my car? And he's like, what? I'm like, you stole my car? And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's my car over there in the, in the garage right beside your shop. And there are two guys in there taking my car apart because you stole my car. He was like, that's not your car. I said, that is my car. I know my car. It's green. It had rims, and it had a little white strip on the gas pump, the gas tank. He was like, that's not your car. I said, that is my car. How you going to tell me that's not my car? I know that that's my car. He's like, that's not your car anymore. I'm like, what? I'm like, bro, you, you so lame, dog. You the lamest father anybody could have, my nigga. And I got my shit, and I walked out. Got my book bag and walked out of the, um, the shop. And I could not believe it. I called back my boyfriend. I was like, can you believe? I wasn't even crying because the nigga just do shady shit like this my whole life. But this had taken the cake, bitch. I was just like, wow. I was just like, wow. Like, really? They make niggas like you? I ain't know. I ain't know, dog. I never knew. Long story short, fast forward. He leaves the letter under the the little card under the mat at my new house, and my mom's like, call him, see what he's talking about. So I call him, and he's like trying to put the blame on my mom. Oh, you know how your mom gets in between us, and she makes things different. I'm like, are you stupid? You cannot use that excuse, because he tried that before when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, no, you cannot do that. Did you forget that I'm a whole adult out here? I know exactly what's going on. I lived with you for a year. You're not a good father. Okay, point blank, period. And he was like, well, just give me the opportunity to make it up to you. Boom, 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 whoop, 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 etc." So I'm like, all right, let me give this nigga a second chance or whatever. I told him what was happening with my car at that time because at that time I had a BMW and the engine was leaking oil. So I told him about it. He was like, okay, he's going to come down there and check it for me next week. Next week comes, I ain't hear from this man. Not not about the car, not to check on me, nothing. Okay. The following week comes, I ain't hear from that man (laughs) at all. Okay. And I was just like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think that was probably one of the first times I really set up a healthy boundary in my life. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to send him a text, letting him know how I feel and how disappointed I am in him, and telling him not to ever contact me again. And that's what I did. And then I blocked his ass. Okay, And he has never heard from me since then. I think I was around, I want to say 24 when that happened. So yeah, like, come on, miss me with the bullshit. All right. And this is why it's so important for us to have good fathers in our community, not just for that reason, but not just because you, you want to prevent them from going through bullshit, but it's already hard enough for us out here, especially women in terms of security, especially black women Because they they always undermine the seriousness of our situations. Even when we complain or we seek help, it's very difficult for people to consider that when we say we're scared, we're really scared. The other day I heard about this, this young girl who made several complaints about this man who had a history of abusing her. And nothing was done. She tried to get an order of protection like something like... Something happened something going on with the court and they had they kept delaying it for for it to be processed or some shit. I don't remember exactly what what the um the details were, but basically she was searching for help and could not get assistance from the authorities. And that man killed her with her baby in her arms. Okay, shot her dead while she was holding her baby in her arms, which is also his child. Like, can you imagine the trauma for that child? I can't. Like, it's just so crazy. And we need the male presence in our lives. It's important. It is essential. Even in the family structure, I feel like, I know we have families of different variations these days, men and women, men and men, women and women. But for those of us who come from a man and a woman, who are in love with each other or have been in relations with each other. It's so important for us to have our fathers in our lives. I just feel like nothing nothing can replace that. A healthy relationship with your father is so important, especially for the wife or for the the woman in the relationship. She needs to be able to be her feminine self. And when you are When the male presence isn't there, she's forced to have to fill that role. And then what is left for her? When does she get to be soft and tender and vulnerable and scared? Who does she fall on? Who does she go to? You know what I mean? And that's how sometimes the burden of the mother ends up being the burden of the children because she has no one else to sound off on, no one else to go to. So who does she go to? Her child. Who does she talk to? Her child. And what happens? Her child grows up before time. Her child experiences stress and anxiety when they don't need to. Her child is picking up all of the the trauma and stress and everything that the mother is experiencing as a result of the father's presence not being there. Whether they're together or not, step up and be a father. Be a father to your children. And that's another thing. If you know damn well that you don't want kids right now, you can't see yourself being a good father, you can't even be a good man right now, you don't even know what the fuck going on with you right now, why you out here dicking down, bitches? I don't get it. Why you out here dicking down, bitches, without a condom? Why you doing that? Why you doing that? Cause it feel better? Is it going to feel better when you have a child with this woman who you cannot stand years from now? Is it going to feel better when you have a child whose life you're not in and then you lose them to the system because they don't have a father in their life so they out there searching for father figures and then they end up linking up with Boo Boo and Tay Tay and them who ain't about shit and now they're in that street life because they think that that's what a man's supposed to do and that's how they can help their mother out with the bills and everything? And now they end up losing their lives or being sucked into the prison system. Like, what? Like, keep your seed to yourself, sir. If you know that you're not going to be there for that child, if you know that you have no intention of rising to the occasion, because I know that things happen, you know, and it's not, it's not within your control. Like, well, it is within your control, but. Shit happens, <laughs> really. I know shit happens, but my God, you can prevent that. You can prevent having children with, 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 with ran, random ass women. You know, it's just a sad thing. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. It's sad because I want to talk about all of the good, but I barely know anyone who has a good relationship with their father. I barely know anyone who has a father in their life. I barely know anyone, anyone, like, I'm trying to think right now. (laughs) I'm trying to think right now, other than the two that I've mentioned. I don't know nobody. I don't know nobody, old or young, who has a great father in their life, other than the two that I've mentioned. Oh, no, three. My homegirl, Amaya, her her, um, husband is a great father. They have three girls. He's an awesome father, very loving, very doting on his children. Love that for them, okay? But other than that, I don't know nobody else like that. So I, if you guys were looking for a beautiful story about fatherhood, I can't give it to you. I don't know. I cannot give it to you. I can only give you what I've experienced. So, and I wanted to share that with you because I know that that's a lot of people's stories. And for some of us, Father's Day can be triggering. It can be very triggering. It can cause you to spiral a bit into depression or just in a state of sadness because you. it's a day to celebrate what you, you've never had or what you wish you had. You know what I mean? Personally, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I really don't care about Father's Day. It doesn't have an effect on me like that. Um, that's why you kind of hear me cackling through the bullshit because... I don't know. I've just been extremely blessed and highly favored to have a great relationship with God since I was a little girl. I don't even know how that came about. I think because my mom was always always put me in like religious schools. I went to a Christian school, I went to a Catholic school. I, you know, all of that. So, you know, I've always, I don't know, God has always called me towards him. I've never really I've never really truly felt the loss of my father, but I do feel like that's probably a part of the reason why I have commitment issues because I really just don't see the importance of a man in my life, (laughs) you know? And over time, I just be like, "Mm. all right, I'm sick of your shit. Next. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking about... Remember I told you guys how I was in therapy. I stopped for a while. And I was really thinking about going back to talk to my therapist about my discovery of the fact that I have commitment issues and try to work through that. And maybe I could help someone else, you know? But I I really do realize and I have come to terms with the fact that committing to a man is not something that I've ever been willing to truly do. Even though I've been married in the past, it was like... It wasn't even truly a commitment because I was telling, I told him, I was like, you know, we just doing this so that we can be on the same page and then, you know, and in the same place. And if it works, then it works. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. But that man didn't seem like that. He loved me and he saw me as his wife. And when I tried to leave him, he tried to kill me, you know, and even in those situations, it would have been great to have a father. You know to be like, "Oh hell, no, you you know what I'm saying, but no, that wasn't my story, but my father in heaven did. he made sure I got out of that situation safely um, he liberated me from those type of experiences and and really pushed my life forward into a safe space and I just want to honor God for all that He's done in my life, and for anyone out there who's feeling the loss of, of not having a father in your life, you know, I, I would encourage you to seek to have a better relationship with God, because God is the father to the fatherless, all right? There is no dad who can come as close to the type of fatherly. Relationship that you can have with the Lord, and that I you know I know I'm not perfect, I know I curse a lot it, it's, it's a journey, <laughs> okay but God has never failed me yet, and there's no way that I could come on here on Father's Day and not talk about God because that's all I know. He is all I know. He's all I know. My every need is provided. For You understand? My every want and desire I get as long as it's good for me. When I need companionship, when I need love, when I need affection, all of that is given to me. So I would just encourage anyone who's having a difficult time to just take some time out and foster a relationship between God, with you and God you know, there's nothing better. Because at the end of the day, even if you have a great earthly father, that man can only do so much. (laughs) He can only do so much. He's a human just like you. He's fighting his own battles just like you. So even if you have a great earthly father in your life, you still need to have a relationship with your heavenly father. All right. And for all the good men out there, the good daddies, the ones who don't be stealing their children's cars, like what <laughs> come on. All right. Um, make sure you make them daddies feel good today. Don't just go buy them no tie and shit like that. Give them something thoughtful. Do something thoughtful for them and try to make sure you are encouraging them. A lot of times, um, we don't pour into the men as much as we should. They want what we want. They want affection. They want words of affirmation. They want touch. They want experiences too. They want to be spoiled a little bit too. You know, now for the ones who want to act like a whole female, I don't know about those. I don't I don't know about those. Like the ones who want you to pay all their bills and take care of them and cook for them and clean for them and have their children and you pay all, you just taking care of everything you the man and the woman and they just chilling. I don't know about those. I'm talking about the real men, okay? The real men who take on their responsibilities head on, who are a great example to the people in their lives, who are compassionate. Okay, those men deserve everything and more. Get that man some sloppy toppy. (laughs) Give him some sloppy toppy. (laughs) No, for real though. I ain't gonna lie to you. If I had a a man right now in this stage of my life who was my my child's father, he would be getting the works right now. The works all day, every day. Y'all probably wouldn't even get an episode. No, I'm playing. I probably would have brought him on the episode or some shit, I don't know. But... Do it up for your man, especially if he's a good man, a good father, because some men are not great fathers. You know what I mean? And some men are great fathers, but not great boyfriends. This is not boyfriend day. This is not husband day. This is father's day. So whether or not you're with him or not, if he is a great father, celebrate that man. Tell him you appreciate him. You know what I mean? Do something sweet. Surprise him. Make him feel special. And especially if he is your man, and he a good man and a good daddy, treat that man like a zaddy. Throw it back for him two, three, four times today. Your jaw should be hurting today. I'm just saying. I ain't playing. (laughs) But anyway, for real, guys. Make them feel extremely special today and not just today. Make sure that you take the time out to pour into them as much as you want them pouring into you because it's hard for them too, especially the good men. It's hard out here, especially now, like with everything going up. It's hard, it's hard out here. So make sure you love on them and look for creative ways to support them. A lot of men aren't really into therapy. Maybe introduce them to a podcast. Should introduce them to this podcast. Send them this episode, okay? And maybe at over some time because you know we talk about therapy a lot here, that that might become something interesting to them and they might just want to seek it out. You know, but it has to start somewhere. So, make sure you pay attention to the your man's needs as well. You know, not just the physical things, but his emotional needs, his mental stability. A lot of men struggle with high functioning um, depression because, you know, as as a child, they're taught. A lot of men are taught that it's not manly to express your emotions. It's not manly to be soft and tender and vulnerable you got to be serious all the time. You, you know, like, no. Toxic masculinity at its best, okay? And sometimes it's for us to be that person to show them that that's not how it has to be, that you can soften up, that you can be vulnerable, that it's okay to cry. I ain't going to tell y'all, I used to talk to this guy and we were just talking like he was not my boyfriend at the job. And I knew that we could not be together because of these very same things that I just listed. He felt like he could not express himself unless he was angry. And I ain't nobody mama. And I'm definitely not nobody punching bag. So you ain't going to be taking out your anger on me. So the one or two, three times he did it where he was like shouting, I was like, boy, I don't know what you got going on, sir. But that's not gonna happen over here. And this is the main reason why I can't fuck with you like that. Cause I will never deal with a man who doesn't know how to express himself, especially when he's upset. Like, you still need to know how to control yourself. And you need to know how to voice how you feel prior to you becoming that upset where it's bubbling over and now you're shouting. Like, what? Who the fuck? <laughs> and then on top of that, he felt like it wasn't masculine to cry. I'm like, what? Are you not a human being? You're getting emotional right now. Tears are welling up in your eyes, but you feel like something's wrong with you crying. Let them shits out. Maybe you wouldn't be so angry. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really important that we provide that support to our men, the men in our lives, whether it's your your man, your uncle, your cousin, your brother, Be that support system for them because a lot of them are struggling to not only find themselves, but to be themselves and to feel the way that they feel. It's like they've been robbed of the permission to just be human. And when they are functioning in this toxic masculinity, it serves no purpose and no good for them, for our community for the children around them for their their male friends etc it's just a recipe for disaster so i want to encourage you guys to support into the men in your lives today even if they're not fathers take this time to check in on them and take this time to love on them. I know a lot of men right now are probably having a conflicted time with Father's Day because even if they're a father, they might not have had a great father. So it's kind of a bittersweet time for them. Probably brings, resurfaces a lot of old repressed emotions and they're probably fighting through the day to remain positive. And the same for men who don't have children but haven't had a great father in their lives you know, it might be a difficult time for them too. So don't underestimate the experience that the men in your lives might be having today and just do something sweet for them. Buy them a drink, be a a listening ear, give them a hug. I love giving men hugs because I feel like they don't do it enough. (laughs) So give them a hug, love on them, get them a massage, whatever it is, you know, just pour into them a little more today because today might be heavy for a lot of people, men and women included. Check on your friends, check on your sisters, you know, Father's Day is triggering for women too. So, you know, daddy issues are universal, child. And we just want to make sure that here at A Positive Place, we shed a light on The reality of a lot of people's situations and the way that we hope it would be in the future, and what we can do to help get it there. And I think another powerful thing to do is make sure that, you know, as I always say, it goes right back to the source. We have to make sure we are doing the inner work within ourselves. That is how we move past all of the trauma in our past. And this brings me to Juneteenth. It was on this day in Galveston, Texas. And basically now they've decided to make it a federal holiday. My job is finally paying for it this year. So thank God for a little progress. But um, for those of you who don't really know about Juneteenth, it is now a federal holiday in the US and it commemorates the emancipation of enslaved African-Americans. So um, this happened in Texas, And today marks the anniversary of General Order Number Three, which is when a Union Army general, um, his name was Gordon Granger, on June 19th, 1865, proclaimed freedom for enslaved people in Texas. The sad part about this is that um, it was months later before the majority of slaves in Texas even knew that they were free. So even though this general did proclaim their freedom and they were technically free, On June 19th, months and months had passed in Texas, specifically, where a lot of slaves were still working as slaves and had no idea that they were free. No one was telling them that they were free until finally the news started to spread and the people walked off they damn jobs. And it wasn't even jobs, you know what I'm saying? Walked off the damn plantation. So we just want to thank God for the liberation of our people. And we want to pray for the liberation of our people's minds because a lot of times in, in reality, we keep ourselves enslaved by our habits, by our beliefs, and by what people are telling us. the world and what they're telling us is possible. When we have a God that is father of the universe, the creator of all things. And that's why when people be like the universe, I pray to the universe. Why would I be praying to the universe? I don't pray to no damn universe. My father created the universe. There's no reason for me to be praying to the universe. Okay. But I do acknowledge the universe as much as I acknowledge plants and water, and people, but I ain't praying to no damn universe, okay? And to each its own, but I'm just telling you my own story over here at a positive place, (laughs) all right? But, you know, I just really want to thank God for giving us the opportunity to even connect in this way, and for everyone who's listening to this episode, I hope that it's just a friendly reminder to you that there is a living God who loves you, who knows you, inside and out. And there's nothing that can stop his favor over your life if you would just come into a relationship with God, okay? So if you haven't yet, I would implore you to, you know, discover that. Go ahead and seek it if you feel a calling in your spirit to do so. Or if you feel like you've had in the past, but That relationship has been a little severed because you've been going your own way. It's never too late for you to rediscover that. God has never left your side. He's been waiting for you to come back home into his glory and into his loving arms, okay? That is the most protection you could ever have in your life. That is the most security you could ever have in your life. And it's nothing but blessings and favor and honor over here. Even when it's bad, it's good over here. Even when we lose, we win over here. All right? So I just want you to come over to the winning side if you ain't over here already. <laughs> and if you are already over on the winning side um, and you have a relationship with God and today might still be very triggering and hard for you, take the time to thank God for where you are right now, for the love that you have in your life, for the provision that he's provided for you over and over and over and over again. He'll do it over again and again and again. Know that anything that you want is possible. Know that the greatest dreams that you have in your mind are nothing compared to what God has for you. Okay. So I just want to encourage you with that. And I want you to take the time to liberate your mind because that's what I was alluding to prior that. A lot of times we enslave ourselves by what we decide to focus on, what we decide to pay attention to and give light to, who we bring into our lives. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be that way. Life is difficult in itself. Don't make it any harder for yourself by not changing the way you see things in your mind. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. In the great words of Bob Marley, that is the most powerful tool you have. I just want to trickle back to um, the stories of the past with, um, with Harriet Tubman. I remember when I learned about her, and a lot of people like to talk about the Underground Railroad and how she freed a lot of slaves. But we very rarely hear about the other side of the story where she had to be begging people to really leave off of the plantation. That's a part of the story too, that a lot of people did not want to leave slavery. They were scared. They probably had a, a okay master and they were just like, listen, I am trying to clear it. And they go catch me and kill me. But For me, it's just like, I'd rather freedom than slavery any day. And right now, you know, we don't have slavery in the same way as they did in the past, but it is very present. It is very present in our experience having to overwork ourselves just to pay these high ass bills. The fact that we have little to no representation in government, even when you do see black faces there, okay? Okay. The fact that there is so much out there in the media to keep you thinking and functioning in a certain way. And I think it's time for us to rebel against that system of being. And it's time for us to rebel against the story of having families that are torn and broken because that started since slavery when they, when they separated our families you know? And be intentional about your life. Be intentional about your thoughts. Be intentional about your body. This is for men and women. Don't be wasting your time with people who you know for sure you want to have children and this is not the type of person you would want as your child's father. That's one of the reasons why I broke up with my ex, okay? (laughs) All right, so you know what I'm saying? Don't waste your time. For what? So that you can have a, a kid by on accident and then now you're just like, damn, <laughs> damn, let me try to make this work and cause more trauma and stress for you and for the child. Like, it's not necessary. It doesn't have to be that way. And the more we go within and we search within, we realize that we don't gotta be throwing our coochie around. You don't gotta be throwing your dick around, sir. Okay, keep it in your pants. You wanna have sex? All right, go have fun. Put a condom on. Put a condom on. Put a condom on. Keep it on. (laughs) Do you understand me? Like, it does not have to be this way. Even when you're in relationships, you know that relationship isn't working. Don't cause them kids any more stress and deteriorate the experience that they they could have with you as a mother or as a father by forcing something that is clearly not working. It's better y'all go your separate ways, heal, do what you need to do and move forward so that you can be better parents for your children. You know what I mean? But, you know, I am not a therapist, so I would definitely encourage you guys to seek therapy if you are going through any of these things. If you're having a difficult time navigating any of these things, it's okay to ask for help. All right? It's okay to ask for help. And I just want you to know that you have someone rooting for you, and that is your creator, your creator wants you to come to him with your worries and your concerns and your frustrations and your inadequacies and your insecurities. And he will provide the solution if you are willing to wait on God's timing. All right? And that's what I'm doing. That's why I ain't giving none of these niggas no pum pum. Because I don't want none of y'all, baby kids. <laughs> I don't. I just don't want to deal with that drama. I I don't want to deal with that drama. I don't want to. mm, Nope. No, thank you. So, but that's another conversation for another time. Anyway, happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. Hope you guys love this episode. Have a wonderful day and be blessed. Love you. Deuces. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Positive Place. I just want to encourage anyone who's been listening today to seek the help that you need. Don't be afraid to take time off if you need to take time off from work, if you need to create a space where you are able to be vulnerable with the people around you, then do that. If you need to have some hard conversations, then do that. Whatever you need to do that is for your best self at this time, be empowered to do it. Know that you are loved, that you are blessed, that someone cares for you, that your creator loves you dearly and knows all the desires of your heart. So if you need to have a transparent conversation with your creator, don't be afraid to go down on your knees in prayer today and let the Lord know that you are struggling with the day or that you are some some issues or feelings are resurfacing and that you need some help today. Don't be afraid to cry out for assistance because you will get it. Okay, if you need to go get a therapist, definitely I encourage therapy. I think it's a great thing, even if you don't do it consistently which I don't think therapy is something that you should have to need for an extended amount of time, but only you know the trauma that you have, only you know what you need to unpack. And sometimes for some of us, it takes a little longer for us to open up and for the therapy to really do what it needs to do. So maybe that might be the reason why some people have a prolonged amount of time in therapy, but it doesn't even matter. As long as you go and seek the help, That's what matters the most. Some of us don't feel comfortable with therapy yet. We'd rather talk to someone that we know. Find someone who's trustworthy, okay, to share your experiences with. And sometimes it's just best to share that information with the Lord. Confess how you feel. Be transparent about what you're going through and where your mindset is right now. Remember, emancipating your mind from mental slavery is the most important thing that we can do for ourselves. And a great way to do that is to open up about your insecurities. Open up about how you feel right now in this moment and what you would like your life to look like and feel like in the future. And devise a plan to get there. Start cutting away little by little, at things that will rob you of that experience as you go along that journey. Okay. So, I just want to encourage you guys today. I know for some of you, it's going to be a great day. For some of you, it might be a little bit more difficult. Don't be afraid to do what you need to do. That is a positive thing in your life. All right. I don't want you turning to drugs or anything like that, unless it's some weed. But, uh, you know, do what you need to do to make sure that you make it through the day and that you are steeped in positivity and surrounded by positivity all right i hope you guys really enjoy this episode you have now entered the rundown thank you so much for being here to the fine ass zaddies out there you know what i'm saying i'm looking forward to seeing you guys on instagram today and seeing all the pictures and the posts but you know make sure you're a good daddy offline too you know, that's what I had to tell y'all in the rundown. Make sure you a good daddy offline. All right. That you not just the pick up your son or daughter and take pictures and post it. And then you're not really present. You know, they they need you in their lives, not just your children, but your significant other as well. If you're still in a relationship with your partner with whom you had your children with. They need you to show up. They need you to be your best self. They need you to be transparent and vulnerable. Little boys and little girls need to see their fathers be tender as well, not just extremely masculine, oh, I'm the provider, beating on your chest, throwing out the rules, etc. They need to see men be soft as well. They need to see a man be kind and loving. They want to see you laugh and be funny and vulnerable. They want to see you try new things and be scared and conquer them. What you show them in your true self does way more for for them than any pretense that you can put up in terms of your masculinity. So just remember to stay authentic, be your best self and show up constantly show up for yourself so that you can show up for others okay so i just want to leave you guys with that today i hope you have a wonderful day remember to love on the people in your lives whether they're male or female because today could be a little difficult for a lot of people so just love on everyone around you we all can do with a little extra love today thanks for listening to a positive place have a wonderful day be blessed happy sunday Deuces. Mwah.